Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we in this show give you guys a bunch of, I'm proud of us, <laughs> mostly me, but you're, you like me. So that I would include you I, I and do. us. I do like you. We uh, we take a deep dive into uh, intern Ryan's dad's request to a sporty car for thirty grand or under to kick around on the weekend, and I think we came up with five good yeah. viable candidates. Yeah. So uh, we'll all get to that, that. All in that price range, and at the top of that price range, you can get something really good. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. some Lamar talk and some Ferrari talk and some. Um, race car talk but and some shelby talk first there's matt yeah you know dodge has officially opened order books for the new 2021 durango srt hellcat this is the most powerful suv ever uh, i've seen the thing it is badass it is uh, exclusive for 2021 they're only making 2000 of these things so uh, you better scurry along and try to pick one up soon it's got a new aggressive exterior styling new interior and the driver centric cockpit and, you know in all drivers all buyers excuse me they get a, a full day of pro instruction at the bondrant high performance driving school which is uh, definitely something you want to check out, you know. And if not just the Hellcat, the Dodge Durango RT is is pretty awesome as well. It tows a lot and it hauls the bacon. So uh, check out uh, check out Dodge.com to schedule a test drive. And you know that Dodge is ranked number one in initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So again, check out Dodge.com or hit up one of the dealers to schedule your test drive today. All right, sports fans, Podcast One has two great new shows for you to check out. Seven-time NBA champ Robert Ori is bringing big guests and great NBA commentary on the Big Shot Bob Pod. The Brooklyn Nets remind me of Oklahoma Sooner football, and we got to have to outscore you every time, and that's what the Brooklyn Nets are. Hey, you got Steve Nash at the helm. You got Dan Tony. They ain't thinking about no defense. And Eric Bowling and Brett Favre come together for Bowling with Favre. Everything from sports to politics to business and culture. Any uh, insight on what Aaron plans to do in, in Green Bay? What I read into his comments were simply frustration. Nothing more than that. Subscribe now to the Big Shot Bob Pod and Bowling with Favre on the Podcast One app, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And rate and review the shows on Apple for your chance to be featured. Uh, yeah. 
to get it on. No choice but to get it. Mandate, get it on. The openings of the show have been a little bumpy because uh, <laughs> Ryan is in charge of the Sorry, board we're breaking now. in the new guy. We're breaking him in. All right. So, uh, I'm Adam Crawls. I'm at the moderator, DeAndrea, over there, talking uh, all things cars. Um, let's see. So, a few things coming up. Um, I guess Netflix has some new car show where they follow a family. The guy's a stunt driver and blah, blah, blah. And uh, they want to go out to Willow Springs and challenge me to a race against him. And he's got this Corvette with a Volvo wagon body on it or something. And uh, they want to know, do I have a car that I can bring? Blah, blah, blah. So uh, we're trying to figure that out. I was thinking the Porsche Cup car is probably the best car oh, for yeah. that. Why not, right? Yeah. That'd be a good car to run. It needs to stretch its legs. It'd be yeah. Kind of fun. It'd be a good excuse for us to take it out and uh, get out to Willow Springs and uh, make a day of it up on not the streets of Willow and not the big track. Oh, and the horse horse trail or what's it called? The horse <clears throat> something, something up there. Something with a horse. Yeah. I do <laughs> myself because uh, I was like, yeah, I'll go to Willow Springs because uh, – I never liked Willow Springs, but then we did the Trans Am race there, and I got kind of got a lot of seat time and a lot of laps in. And I was like, "Oh, good, I know that track now." And then it's on the track I've never run on. Horse but thief. That's, that's how it goes. That's what? Yeah, the horse thief. Yeah, I drove on it mm. once in. Uh, I want to say possibly the Lexus mm-hmm. LFA. Hmm. Um, I don't know why we did two two tracks. We did Streets of Willow and then that thing for Is that smaller than the streets? Um you know, I don't recall it was, but I I don't remember it as as being nearly as used for some reason. So it just felt a little more even sparse, like mm-hmm. like you're running through the desert. <laughs> um it just felt more like yeah. I don't know, like a little more go kart ish. Mm-hmm. Is um What's going on with the LFAs? I haven't seen any of those things come across the blocks lately. You know, I, I can't I, tell where that car is, value-wise. Um, yeah, I, I I know a guy that bought one about a year or so ago and uh, uh, loves it. Um, I I see it. You're right. It hasn't popped up much, I think, at some of the you know the Goodings and RMs. But I think I recall seeing one pop up at. Uh, at a Barrett-Jackson a year or two ago. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been following the online auctions quite as much as the live events because it takes a little bit of the pizzazz out of it. But uh, I believe they're still getting good money holding their value on, on those cars. And there was a couple special editions. I think there was like a Nürburgring edition, and that was a mm-hmm. very expensive one. Mm. Um, but that's a great car. Yeah. Just a, sounds fantastic. and Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much. Uh, I don't see a price. Oh, oh there it is, 440000 Well, that is down from its sticker, I think, uh, although I don't remember what the sticker is now. Yeah, so I I want to say 600 but I don't know if that was the Nürburgring edition, and mm-hmm. maybe these were going in the $500,000 range. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, uh, let's see. As we spoke about uh, last week, or I think we did, that Pratt & Miller Corvette sold. Did we talk about that on yeah, the Yeah, we did. And we took a couple guesses on the price. And uh, uh, it, it, I think it did surprisingly well. I think you, your feeling is is it did what it was supposed to do. 
Yeah, I uh, I think I deflated my guess because yours was a little deflated. Uh, hey, so yeah. I just you drug me down a little <laughs> bit. I don't know if you were in the sixes and I was in the sevens. Yeah, I think I was at like six fifty. I think you said seven fifty, probably. Although I, I was saying when the car was nine fifty for sale, I was like, I think this is a good buy. Now, when you're being advertised for nine fifty, yeah, that means you could have picked up the phone and probably got it for eight fifty. Yeah, and so I was thinking. Yeah, I wasn't thinking full freight at nine fifty, but I was thinking somewhere in the eights, and I think that's a good buy somewhere in the eights. And evidently, some people on Bring a Trailer did too, because it got eight fifty five with the Vig. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's a sign. That's a two thousand and fourteen car, so that's just a sign that um, modern race cars are getting expensive. And it is. It shows you what's going on online like the dealer was selling this car for 950 and like you're saying probably would have taken 850 mhm but it just wasn't finding an audience right at that dealer and then bring a trailer found the audience for right. it you know yeah and now what's interesting is there are several other bring a trailer competitors popping up on mm-hmm. all these different uh sites and i'm there's one that just came up I got to remember the name. It's like Wall Street Cars or Wall Street Bids or something like that. And uh, they have a Ken Block rally car. Mm-hmm. It's the first car they can sign. And I believe that's selling in a day. Maybe it's a – Chris could probably find it. I think it's called like Wall Street Cars or Wall Street Bids or something like that. And it's got one of Ken Block's. I think the Subaru, I think the black rally car. And they had a bunch of other – really good cars on the site now i don't this is a new site so i'm curious what sort of traction they're going to get is it going to be like the stratus auction or some of the other ones um but you and i but interesting you and i've been saying for quite some time because uh there's kind of an old guard that's out there and uh you know wall street motorsport there's an old guard out there it's got 50 seconds left oh wait a oh minute. wait four, 14 minutes 14 minutes yeah. okay yeah so it um, well, it's good timing, right? We yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of – there's like old guard out there, and they want to sell uh, Clayton Cunningham 300Z, yeah. you know, turbo car. And you and I are like, put it on, bring a trailer. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's not the right place. No, for but it. Hemmings is the right place. <laughs> right. And so their thing is I think they're trapped in some world where, hey, that's where you buy a, a stock BMW 3 Series. You know, right. or maybe you get a uh, Porsche 928S there for seventy one thousand dollars. But this this car is a six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar car. You don't bring it there. Yeah. So then they bring it over to some sort of boutique uh, auction house, and it doesn't get traffic, and the the things are no sales. Yeah. And, and yeah. my feeling is is look if that um, if that uh, Pratt and Miller Corvette can sell for eight fifty on there. Then there's no reason why the three hundred ZX, the Clayton Cunningham car, there's no reason why that couldn't get uh, seven twenty five there on on the same. Or yeah. if you're not getting seven twenty five there, that means the car ain't worth seven twenty five. I mean, mm-hmm. they're 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 getting. I I don't say I don't I don't know if I want to say all the money. They're getting the proper money. 
Right. They are whatever they're market, a, market price. They're establishing the market the, value of a car. Market value, and I yeah. think you're getting that. Actually, another car just came up, and it's interesting because I think it's at the wrong place. Um, I'll tell you about it in a second. First, let me just remind you guys that Dodge. You know, our friends at Dodge are ranked number one in initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. And this is the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked initial one, uh, ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com to schedule your test drive today. I have a little uh, research assignment for Max Zapata while you're telling me about the uh, new and interesting car. I, you know... As I sort of study the market, so, you know, something like that Pratt & Miller vet, it won its class at Daytona and it won its class at Sebring, but that's in 2014 or 15. I don't know what year it is exactly. Um, And I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm curious your take. Um, We have that Porsche, the Porsche won its class at Le Mans, but it also came in second overall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's 1979. But that's a podium finish class or, or not. And, you know, second overall Le Mans, not, not bad first in its class. Um, in the more modern cars, if you came in and that car won Daytona and that car won Sebring outright – if you came in first in your class at Daytona in 2015, you may have come in ninth overall or seventh overall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm wondering if the overall, as you as the cars got more modern and more spectacular and everything, you know, I wonder if dropping down the the the, the spreadsheet, the the winning timesheet, I wonder if that affects it at all. Like, obviously, you'd rather you, – what you want is you win your class, win overall. If you can't yeah, do that, you yeah. want win your class second overall. Um, win your class 11th overall is good, but you're still – Yeah, yeah. You're missing it's, a little. And I'm also curious because I, I would just assume that in the modern era, that Pratt & Miller Corvette, you can go online. They'll just tell you who won the whole – there's websites they'll just kind of run it right down and tell you, you know, here's how they finished. I I wonder if that thing not finishing in the top five but winning its class, you know, I wonder if that affects it at all. Yeah, I I think so. It's 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 interesting because now I'm starting to wonder: Are the car companies seeing that as well? Because at Lama. They're they're doing. I think they're either getting rid of LMP one and they're going to like a hypercar category, a supercar mm-hmm. category. I think they're going to call it hypercar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ferrari just recently announced that they are going to be making a hypercar to compete in that category because they've won their GT classes multiple times, but they haven't won overall since what 1965. Right. And Ferrari wants an overall win. Thus that. Yeah, yeah, right. And so sure. now they're going back and they're saying, "Hey, now that we can we don't have to do an LMP car, we can do we can make this new hypercar category which is the top of the the food chain, I guess there, and we can go for an overall Le Mans win." And yeah. I think some of the other big car manufacturers are are going to be able to do that, right? You're not going to get the funky, you know, prototype car. I think you might be able to get something that looks more I don't know, sellable, I guess. Is the right term? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the hypercar. Um, What's it going to be? What's it going to look like? Is it going to be like a 
like a LaFerrari I, version? I, I personally, if I ran, and yeah, 1965, when we talk about that 330LM or possibly 250LM, but I think it's a 330LM, we always talk about like what's the most expensive Ferrari on the planet, and uh, everyone says uh, GTO. It's like, no, it's, a, it's an LM. Mm-hmm. which was the last car Ferrari yeah. built to win overall. Now, if you own that car, you're probably rooting that Ferrari doesn't win overall <laughs> again. So you get to maintain, you know, you get to have the mantle of the last, sort of like how the Miami Dolphins always root against any team that's 13-0 and 0 because they were the last team to, to go do a perfect season. Oh. And at some point, at some point when the team is – 14 and 0 they stumble and they lose and they uh chill the champagne over there Miami. Yeah, you know, that's similar but I think it's going to be a little different than the LM car going cuz you know, we Well, uh, uh, if I were in charge of If somebody bought the Dolphins on the fact that it was 13 and 0 right. then <laughs> If I that they were 15 and 0 back then, then maybe they played a 12 game season. Anyway, if I was in charge of Lamar, I would say we're going to get rid of the spaceship class. I want shit that looks kind of production based, even if it was super hyper cars. Yeah. I want shit that looks like a car as we know it. It's, it's a, it's more exciting because you don't have the hyper cars. I mean, not hypercar, but you don't have the spaceship, you know, buzzing past the guys who've entered the privateers and the Miata. Yeah. You know, but I would argue two events. Yeah. Right. So you can have two overall. But I'm with you in that Ferrari, whoever's entered the the hypercar realm, you want the thing to look like a product to be at least a derivative of a product that they might manufacture. At some point, and I don't, I don't know what the hypercars are supposed. to I don't to know look what like. it's supposed to look like, and and it was just an announcement saying Ferrari intends to make a car for that category to take a shot at an overall win. But they're getting rid of the LMP one. That's what I understand. Because they don't like the spaceship nature. Of I don't it. know, but isn't there LMP two? I guess <laughs> I don't know what the engine is. I, I, we got to look into it some more. But uh, all right, so uh, now you got to guess in Daytona. In 2015 or 14, where that vet finished. Now, all you have to do, Max Pat, is just go uh, results uh, Daytona, uh, 24 I, hours I, of Daytona. Yeah, so I see and then so, you just scroll down, and eventually you'll get to one that says winner of the GT class, and it'll say Corvette next to it, and that'll be the car. Yeah, so I see. Hold, hold on. Okay, so it won its class. But the LMP cars, assuming there was the two versions of the LMP cars, they kind of – they take the top spots. I, I well, think Sometimes they break down and shit happens, you know. Yeah. I, I think it'd be – you win your class. I think you're probably around eighth overall. Yeah. that's uh, I sort of had it seventh, ninth, somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there. I'm going with eight. I'll uh, – I'll go. I'll go. I'll go ninth. I right, Sebring, tenth. Ooh, close. And Over. then Daytona, fourth. Hmm. Well, that's different. I would. Have, I would yeah. have thought it'd be the other way around. So uh, fourth overall at Daytona, 
and tenth uh, at Sebring. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's a longevity thing. Twelve hours versus twenty four. Maybe the LMPs didn't have the consistency or something. That's good. You still want that on the podium, yeah, kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah, you're right. If you're first in class, you want to be top three overall. Yeah, it'd be nice. Either yeah. way, I think that car was well bought, and I think they got a fair price for it. And I don't think you're ever going to lose on that car. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. And I, you're right. Like, what what can Chevrolet do to take the entire podium? You know, and what can Ferrari do to take the podium? Is there any you know? renderings of what the hypercars might? I didn't look see like? it in the in the. The news that I read, or I any hypercar, I didn't. I didn't see. No, maybe uh, Chris can find what's going to be the hypercar Lamar class. What do those cars look like? Um, but while you look that up, we were talking about online versus you know picking the right auctions and whatnot. So there's a Shelby Daytona Coupe that's coming up for sale. <coughs> Excuse me, a real one? No, uh, sort of, uh, sort of. Okay. So it was not one of the original six, but. Carol Shelby personally owned it, and he had converted a Cobra to the coupe. And then in vintage racing over the years, it was driven by a number of people. There's a list here on this picture. Uh, Phil Hill, Derek Hill, Derek Bell, John Morton, Danny Sullivan, and Brian Redman. Well, it's got an impressive list of drivers. What year – do you think it got converted? That's kind of the the question. Yeah. You know, it's uh, always there's always there's kind of two kinds of continuation cars. There's the ones that were done almost immediately and then the ones that were done, you know, decades later. You know what I'm saying? Like if that thing was converted and it makes sense that it would be. If that first off, I never knew that car existed. Number 1. Number 2, if that car existed and was sorry if that car was converted in venice beach at the shelby shop you know back in the day that's a big that's a much bigger deal versus you know done later on with the you know uh, yeah. we all we worked with uh Sue performance and uh they made a, a fiberglass body for us or you know that yeah. kind of thing I, it's interesting we're, we're, we're trying to find more information there's some bullet points it's at worldwide auctioneers mm-hmm. right and they're saying it was previously owned and driven by carol shelby the current owner purchased it directly from carol shelby Mm-hmm. Right, so that's it. Um, uh, they got the documentation. They got Shelby's name. They got vintage racing history with wins at Laguna Seca and Goodwood. Uh, the drivers that I mentioned, right? Um, McCluskey Daytona Coupe body commissioned by Carroll Shelby when he owned the car. Yeah, so he had it made, but they um, don't say what year. No, because it's in the Shelby registry, and they call it a 65. Mm-hmm. 289. So it's at least a 289 Cobra. Yes. Uh, Probably not a 454. I mean a 427. Right. They're not – I'm going to have to find it in hmm. some of the paperwork. Are there any estimates? I don't see an estimate listed here, and I didn't see an estimate like on the – the news article that was submitting it, but they they obviously brought up other cars. So like, well, what does this mean? Because 
you know, the a restored 65 427 Cobra sold for 5.94 million. And then, uh, you know, one of the original Daytona coupes sold in 2009 for 7.25 million. Mm-hmm. And then Shelby's, you know, his, his big block twin supercharged, you know, whatever Cobra sold for, I don't know, 13.75 million in 2016. It's coming up again at, at Barrett Jackson. So I, I, oh, it's coming up again. Oh no, that was the first Cobra. Oh, okay. That was the first Cobra, but his other, his, his $6 million, five point something million dollar personal 427 super snake with the twin superchargers. That's coming up again. At Barrett Jackson. It sold like three times over there. <laughs> Did um, – so when's the auction over? Uh, so this is um, – this auction is coming up uh, – give me a second to look for it because it's not – All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll buy you a little time. I think uh, Ryan had a question. Newly minted board running Ryan – had a question. Yeah. So my dad called me this weekend and we were talking cars and he's looking for just a fun vintage car to drive on the weekends, maybe around 30 grand. Um, he did mention a Fiat Pinaferina Spider or something like that. A that 124 he was looking at. probably. Yeah. See if it's a 124 uh, Fiat. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and so, yeah, he's just uh, he just wants suggestions. He just wants something fun to drive. He's got an Audi hatchback right now, and so he's looking for something a little more fun, a little vintagey, a little vintagey. I'm not a Fiat fan. Uh, Fiats of that era are pretty pretty temperamental and pretty tough. I think the Fiats and the Alfa Romeos of that era are going to be a little finicky. Also, you're a big dude. Is your dad a big dude? Yeah, big dude. He's like six three. Okay, so maybe. Maybe not the Fiat. If he's a lanky dude, but if you got some shoulders on you, you know, with the top up on any one of those, you know. Well, they're all all the kind of fun stuff you're talking about. It's going to be a little tight squeeze from that era. Um, I'm always a fan of the uh, Datsun 2000 Roadsters. They're they're pretty spacious inside. I mean, they're not too small inside. Eh, actually, they're small. The race car steering wheel rubs against the stick shift knob practically you can't get your <laughs> fucking leg through there yeah uh see test fit some i think a 2000 dots and roadsters a cool car i think uh you can't go wrong with the 240z of course there's um trying to scroll through my brain here this i don't like mg stuff that much do you like mg stuff i, I was never really that much of of a fan of it, but it sounded like your your dad's got a little bit of a an eye for the European. Yeah, you he know does. he's not looking for a muscle car or anything. What is? He's, what are those know. old Volvo coupes going for? Those little yeah, sporty um, coupes. I don't. I don't know. There's someone they're in kinda, my neighborhood has like four of them on his driveway. They're kind of good I, I looking. I'm. I'm. They're gutless. I. I'll tell you my problem with all these old MGs and Triumphs and Spitfires and. Uh, uh, fiats and i fucking hate a four banger with an underhead cam yeah and a tin valve cover like a stamped tin valve cover yeah. fucking hate it the reason i've always liked the dotsons is that big cast aluminum valve cover and an overhead cam um the thing that's obviously super cool about 
anything. Lotus is that twin cam yeah. up top. Yeah, which the is, Lotus is cool. I don't know that gets you in your price range. Which is a which is a cool piece. But the I I can't uh, all those all those British cars, none of them are overhead cam cars and not a lot of the not the uh, Fiat's weren't either. That Volvo, Volvo made essentially a sports car in like the 60s. And I have no idea what those things are trading for now. And it's not an overhead cam car, so I'm probably going against my own argument. I don't think it is. But it, it's a cool piece. Yeah. It's cool looking. You, you know, does your dad want to mess around with it a little? Is he going to go under the hood? Is he going to fiddle? No, he's not going to fiddle. You know, because another might be a little fun car would be like a 289 Sunbeam Tiger. Yeah. You know, it kind of fits in that era. Or you can get parts. Yeah, you can get parts for it at any auto parts store. Yeah. You know, if you need those a are, distributor cap or something. Those are 80 grand though, right? I don't I don't I don't really know. I those aren't thir- those aren't 30. <laughs> you might find one with a little work. I need a little work. <laughs> I don't a lot of work. I don't think you're going to find any Sunbeam Tigers for yeah, under they're 50 probably going these out. Days. The tough thing is, I don't know what you could buy for thirty grand. I mean, you know, these days it's tell so... your dad to fucking step it up, man. Yeah, thirty grand, spend more money. He he used to have a Porsche, but like he could could have afforded like a new Porsche, and he just decided to get this old one uh, a couple of years ago, pre-divorce, <laughs> and it just it just was always breaking down. It was hitting crap on the freeway, and yeah, all these issues probably because he called it Porsche instead of Porsche. <laughs> um, there's going to be issues with with everything. I, it's hard to beat the the Datsuns because they're just so bulletproof, you know. Um, so you might. I, I like the 2000 Roadster. I, I that car and that car hauls ass. That is a potent two liter motor in that car yeah that's and, a it's a fun it's a fun car it, it'd be interesting you you, you kind of want to check out some some of the car shows and like some of the the drive-in events that the peterson does mm-hmm. um they do you know they do a ferrari one they do a variety one they do a japanese one and those are kind of fun to go and see some of them up close and see if you could actually even fit in something you know chat somebody up see who you know what other big guys own them and uh, maybe look around. Ooh, on that. I'm going to go against my uh, British motor underhead cam advice. I'll tell you what I like for thirty grand, and I think they're out there for thirty grand. They're bigger and they look good. Mm-hmm. Triumph TR6. Yeah, I think that's your dad's car. See if there's a, you know, they they did a a great kind of a almost a midnight blue in that in that car. It's kind of good looking. They're they're good looking cars. Yeah. They're British yeah, racing green. Yeah, is cool. They're a little bigger. They're a little more muscular. You know, for cars of that era. You see what a TR6 is uh, trading for, and I'm curious about that Volvo, too. Yeah, there you go. You got a you got a '69 yeah, 20, that went for twenty four seven, and uh, then you got one that went for twelve. And uh, you know, don't get the cheapest one out there. See if you can get uh, one of the nicer ones out there. Yeah, you don't have to give us the ones that ha- haven't had the result yet. But whoa, yeah. the average, it's a cool looking car. It's a nice looking car. They work. Uh, they got some race histories. We all know. And uh, I think you pay twenty five grand. Looks like you get a pretty nice example of one of those. Yeah. Um, that I mean, uh, look at this car. We're looking at it now. It's like a I don't know yeah. blue with a tan interior. It's it's yeah, a little it looks more sturdy. It's kind of a good looking car. 
do that. There's also a Jensen. Ooh, I'm taking a deep dive here. You remember Jensen's? <laughs> mm-hmm. Jensen Healy? Austin Healy? Jensen? Jensen had a, a little convertible, too, that was kind of a cool car. Not exactly sh- – you don't see him around anymore. Yeah. Probably British. Don't know what a Jensen – not an Interceptor, Max Zapata, but the, uh, the little convertible. Don't know what those things are trading for. These days, you've uh, you've forced me down a deep, dark road where I have to think about uh, all these weird British cars. It, it, they're mostly British. Yeah, the Jensen Healy, Jensen like seventy two to seventy six. It's a little British two seater roadster. Ooh, it has a two liter Lotus engine. Oh, does it? Yeah, it's but got this. Do you think it's a four a two cam? Uh, I, I just. I bet it's. Yeah. I bet it's one of these stupid things, where it's like derived from the Lotus engine <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you wish was in this car, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> Maybe that's why it sells for twenty two thousand dollars. No, I don't, I don't know what it sells for, but uh. see what those Jensen Heelys are are going for uh, as well. You're gonna have to find us like a kind of nice example of one, but uh, one's up there for eighteen, one's up there for eight, sixteen. They're they're cheaper than the. Uh, but but my take is get if your dad's budget is thirty get the goddamn nicest Jensen Healy right uh, yeah. out there or the TR six or, the, or something get a yeah. TR six that a guy did a nut and bolt restoration on because you don't want to futz now. with it right you want to get the nice one and enjoy it on the weekend yeah you're right get 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 the the cleanest one you can afford. What was the power plant for that Jensen? And then Max Pata, where's my Volvo? <laughs> now they really only made like kind of one sports car, probably early seventies, late sixties. Eighteen hundred? Does that sound? I got to see it. I got to see it. But uh, the the. Uh, and I'm sorry. Did you say it was a convertible or not? Or no, did it matter. Okay. That's a coupe. Um, I've never seen one a convertible. The Lotus 907 engine, which I believe is in the Jensen, is a dual overhead cam. Oh, then you want that Jensen, man. Yeah, we're looking at the Volvo now, the, the P eighteen hundred, the torqueless wonder. <laughs> it's not, it's not a good like go torqueless and then spice it up with wonder. I don't know that that it helps. just means you're a high revving dude. You know, what are those Volvos going for? That's an interesting. Was that made from like the late sixties, early seventies? Yeah, mainly sixties, but. Mainly sixties. They're funky. They're Volvos, but they're kind of cute. If you, uh, what what were the prices? I don't know if the prices are on those. You got to zoom in a little there. I can't. Can't read them from here. Yeah. Um, All right. Let me Uh, tell you about Geico, and I'll I'll let uh, Uh, twenty-three, seventeen, sixteen, twelve, five. Yeah, those three cars all in the same price range. I'm a goddamn genius. And and what are uh, two thousand Roadsters going for now? They're probably in about the same. Same, right? They're kind of good-looking cars. Those uh, those Volvos. Yeah, I don't funky. know enough about the Volvo to know its quirks, though. Like, you know, when you hit a bump, does it dart off the oh, road? Like, I'm, it's going to be a shit show. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> going to be frustrated, and angry <laughs> after this experience. But it's kind of cool-looking car. Yeah, and kind of interesting. Yeah, actually, all three of those cars are kind of cool. But the Volvo though is interesting because if you don't want the convertible. Than Volvo, right? Right, right. The uh, I, maybe the leader in the clubhouse is the TR6. It's a good looking, it's kind of muscular. 
It's a six-cylinder. By the way, all these other ones are like four yeah, bangers. Or the Volvo, well, the torqueless wonder. The Volvo could be a five-cylinder. I mean, who the yeah, fuck knows yeah. with Volvo? I'm curious what – oh, it's 1,800cc. probably a four-cylinder. The TR6, pretty stout, straight straight six. Yeah, yeah. Tell your dad to get the TR6 and do a uh, Z-car engine swap <laughs> on it. He's going to have to – going to have to hustle up like a uh, bell housing adapter or something yeah now don't tell him to do that <laughs> i'm lying <laughs> he's, he's literally typing Although someone must have done that <laughs> yeah that's probably same size engine right yeah you know honda has the honda civic type r crate engine for nine grand with the electronics you get any one of those cars with a shell and drop in that 300 yeah, horsepower do the volvo 1800 <laughs> with the crate engine with the honda. crate engine the little honda crate engine <laughs> yeah get the, get the scattergram uh maxipata on the 2000 roadster because i'm curious dotson that is i'm curious uh what those things are uh going for all right let me tell you about geico do you own do you rent your home well you do one or the other and um uh, I bet you work hard. So uh, how about you save a little dough with Geico when you get your bundle on? Geico makes it easy to take your homeowner or your automotive and your automotive policy or your renter's policy and just put them together. Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could be saving. Geico makes it that easy at Geico.com. Visit Geico.com. All right. Now the 2000 Roadster, not the 1600 yeah, they look like, uh, if that, in fact, is the 2000 Roadster price on uh, Bring a Trailer. There's some expensive ones in there, but they, they coalesce in the 25, 20. I, I think you're too low. I, I think you've got some uh, 1600s or 1800s or whatever the hell. I don't think they have the, the, the uh, scattergram for the 2000 Roadster. Oh, uh, that's it. They just have it as the Roadster. Oh, they yeah. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of makes Tell your dad you don't want the sixteen hundred, but how? Find us a couple decent two thousand roadsters, and let's see what they're what they're going for up in here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a beater. Yeah, a nice uh, a nice two thousand roadsters, fifteen to twenty seems like. Yeah, and uh, and people do those cars up. Like people do restorations on those and fresh rebuilds and all that kind of stuff. Spend twenty five grand on a two thousand roadster, you're gonna get a nice example of a two thousand roadster. And those things not only had a um overhead cam motor with an aluminum head and a cast aluminum valve covers, we've already All things figured out that I like. out. <laughs> but how about this? Yeah. Factory five speed. That's true. Things came with a five speed in yeah. the sixties. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I mean, not well, how many cars in the 60s had a five-speed? Well, I'll answer for uh, your favorite American cars, <laughs> fucking zero. <laughs> zero five-speeds in the 60s on uh, American cars. But uh, And the Z was a four-speed uh, after the Roadster. But the Roadster had a five-speed. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know the story of that. But you know, they probably thought, oh, the Z's got an extra... 400 cc's so it's got a little more torque or maybe we can get by or i need to make room for or something but how many sports cars in the 60s were five speeds well no one was making a box to handle the power and the torque of the 
of the V8 cars, of the muscle oh, cars. Stuff. Here's where so, it comes. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. So when you get a little tiny, when you get the cute little Roadster <laughs> with the four cylinders and makes no power, you could put whatever you want in it for a transmission. I'm just, you know. It was a, it's, it's also a framed car. It's on a frame. It is on a frame. It's actually surprisingly heavy for a little tiny car. Well, it's on a frame. It's got a live rear axle and leaf springs in the rear, yes. too. So it's, it's not, it's yeah. a weird car. It's, it's, it's old meets new. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's got a five speed and aluminum head and overhead cam, and then it's got, uh, leaf springs. What does your dad drive now? What, he he has an Audi hatchback. Yeah, so this is basically the same. He won't notice the difference at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those are all good. I think you're going to have some some fun looking around now that you got some options. Um, that uh, and the Volvo's in that price range, right? The Volvo, all of those cars. The all Volvo, those- the TR6. The TR6 is going to be the peppiest one of them, <clears throat> you know. But all of those cars also have fan base, so. Yeah, forums, lots of clubs and forums you know, clubs and stuff. And, like, you're going to be able to find support for those types of things, you know? I also think that, you know, 30 would get you a very nice example of every one of those cars. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what you definitely want. Just get the best example you can find, and uh, you'll be in good shape. And uh, I'm kind of surprised at those Jensen Heelys, which is something I just farted out because i've not thought about a jensen healy yeah. i don't think we've ever even not talked many about have. a jensen healy <laughs> show me the engine is there uh jensen healy with the hood popped there there isn't a i because i saw it on the on wikipedia that had the engine and uh it's yeah it had the the little uh it had mm. the little overhead cam little overhead dual overhead cam yeah. Um, that's not it. That's not it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. now we're looking at a non overhead cam. Yeah. Um, the, um, now to be fair, ooh, look there at that. There you go. Thing. See? See it off to the side? Sorry, the, the wrong tab open. Yeah. So. No, it's all good. Yeah, that's a good picture. See? It's kind of a cool piece. It's kind of a cool looking piece. Now that one obviously is done right. That's the one your dad should buy. See if you can. Because that one is at a sh- car show and it's done. All right. You know, to the nines. That's mm-hmm. got the uh, mini lights or or panasports mm-hmm. or mini sports or mini light panasport things <laughs> rims on there. Yeah, yeah. He's got a oil cooler in the front. Show us a nice picture lines. of one of those cars. I I think uh, that 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 would be an interesting. Um, that's a little more of a conversation piece than uh, a Z car, right? But talk to a few people that own these cars, figure them out, read into the forums. That's part of the fun is doing the research. Find out what the quirks are because everyone's going to go, oh, everyone that gets one of these things, you got to do a thing. Like you got to change this bushing or you got to do this, like, or they, you know, something overheats and you got to do the oil cooler upgrade. Everybody's got a thing. Mm-hmm. They've all got like a, a thing. You got to do yeah. this to the steering, or you got to change the half shafts or the axle. Yeah. You know, not they've the, all got like a not, bug. Not the two forty Z. That's out of the box, but that works. But these cars are all going to have some fucked up thing. They're going to give it. Oh, the the engine mounts always go bad. You got to go with the solid engine mount. Right. You can't do and, that. And it's a, usually a thing like that. It's like it's a wear item or it's a cooling issue. And people say, oh, they run better when you run a separate oil cooler or you got to get this aftermarket radiator. Why, mm-hmm. If it has the radiator swap, everybody's good. Or the, you know, like, oh, it's you got to use the certain uh, water pump, you know, that kind of thing. But did you find out what the Ken Block car went for? Oh, yeah. I, go back have... to that. Well, while you look that up, so. The the worldwide auctions with the with Shelby's 
Daytona Coupe, his personal one, is April 23 through 24. Um, and then the other bit of news as far as dates because of we live in a COVID world is Amelia Island dates have changed from mm. uh, to May. And it's going to be May 20 through uh, whatever, 23 or something like that. The uh, Ken Block Subarus at uh, 142 yeah, with well, uh, one minute was, left. It was 82 grand 15 minutes ago. So, uh, and I don't know how this auction works if they keep do the ad time like they do with Bring a Trailer or how that, how that works. Well, we'll find out in less than a minute. Um, so, Amelia Isle auction is moved to May. And then Gooding, who does their auction there, said that, uh, uh, they're going to do their live event in 22, but they're going to do their geared online event during that same Amelia auction time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be their online only auction. Um, so look forward to that. I'm sure they're going to have some good stuff over there at Gooding. So, yeah, 30 seconds uh, left on the clock. Let's see how this works. I, it, it probably has. Now, we don't know if it's this is the last bid or if it, if it resets the clock, but uh, it probably works. Similar to uh, that's at 145k with 10 seconds left now. No, it yeah. went to two minutes though. If you look at the oh, it did oh, two okay. minutes, yeah. So it All did right. reset when well, they when they we'll yeah. we'll report back to you guys on the uh, next show because uh, we got to wrap this uh, bad boy. Um, you can uh, see me in Reno, Virginia Street Brew House, March uh, 19th and 20th, doing stand up there, and then Los Angeles Jam in the Van Speakeasy mm-hmm. out here, March 25th, two shows. Uh, Adam Ray's going to open. Dawson's going to open as well. Go to amcrawl.com for all the live shows. And uh, what do you got, man? Uh, driving a bunch of cars. You guys want to check them out? Follow me at Motorator on social media. Um, oh, and before we leave, I want to throw it to uh, Geico one more time for an interesting road trip story. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Well, sure you do. One or the other, right? How about you bundle those policies with GEICO? GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners and renters insurance, insurance, I should say, along with your auto policies. Speaking of auto, let me tell you another uh, great uh, road trip story. You were, well, what could be better than your road trip story driving a Bugatti through the hills of Malibu oh and on PCH? It was a short drive and be able to get in that car with a professional driver, one of Bugatti's like uh, driving instructors, and uh, cruise up PCH. It's a beautiful day. And then uh, cut through Malibu Road and uh, hit the canyons, hit the tunnel that's out there. And uh, really the, open tunnel, the tunnel's great. There's a narrow tunnel that just cuts right through a mountain. Barely enough room for two cars to pass each other oh, going the opposite direction. Fifteen hundred horsepower you quad turbo oh, through that sound. thing is just amazing. And then uh, cruise on back down, you know, under the trees of, of Topanga, back down to PCH. It's the nicest little two hour day you could spend out here on the coast. It had to be tough for the Bugatti. <laughs> instructor though i mean two hours of faking an italian accent <laughs> yeah plus he was british <laughs> oh no <laughs> although he's he he spoke with a british accent but he said he was from miami so i don't i don't know what's going on there so uh in were you in the car for two hours yeah i was just driving it for two hours by the way uh i don't know about the italian because the bugatti's french oh that's <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But Bugatti's Italian, isn't he? I I, I guess he's Italian. I don't What's know. What's Bugatti's Bugatti, first Bugatti, name? Uh, we'll f- et, 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 e, E-B. Remember the E-B? Oh, that's something? right. It's a French car. Yeah. 
I, it's Bugatti sounds so Italian. Yeah, it's French. And French, I mean, they did some, I, they have and some they're owned car by history. Germans. They're owned by Volkswagen. <laughs> well, it's, it's multinational <laughs> Yeah, now. it's all multinational. <laughs> Gary, find out if Bugatti was an Italian guy who moved to France to begin his car career. Yeah. Or just a Frenchman. And if so, I should apologize. But either way, this guy picked a neutral accent. In yeah, English. he went with he went with the British. And that's accent. just that's yeah. just the accent of I'm better than you. I mean, that's why in all futuristic movies, the computer sounds British. Yeah, he gets know? to say things like lovely and stylish and posh. Mm-hmm. So Ettore, E T T O R E Bugatti, Italian born French Paisan what? designer. Italian born. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what it is. So he was there and then he moved there and they can, uh, everyone can claim him like Kamala Harris. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's a, a world citizen <laughs> and so is, so is Etor or something Bugatti. Yeah. Well, nice job on the, uh, God, what a road trip. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could be saving when you bundle at Geico.com. So, until next time, Adam Carolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.